What's up, family? What's up, family? This is your boy, J.A. We're doing it again. Creative Conversations with J.A. We've made it to month number two. We're excited. We had month number one. We made it. The first month, we kicked it off with my daughters. <laughs> and guess what? Y'all asked for them, and they back. So we don't know what's going to happen, but we just want to, we're kicking off Women's History Month by celebrating women creatives, women creatives. And we have some of my favorite women creatives coming on this month, and I'm excited about this month. Um, women have really shaped our world, shaped our culture, and so I'm just glad to give them honor. Um, if you know me, Women are just a great influence to me. My mother influenced me a lot. And I actually want to dedicate this show to my mom, who is one of my biggest influences. Uh, she's creative to me. She created me, J.A. <laughs> but for those who this is your first time, please just follow our social media pages uh, at Creative Conversations with J.A on Instagram and my Facebook, Creative Conversations with J.A. I promise you won't be disappointed. And we are now on Spotify, we're on Apple, Apple Podcasts, and we're on Google Podcasts. So we, 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 we doing a little something. We're making a little traction. And I just want to thank everyone who has tuned in, who has watched the replays. And so we're just going to get into our topic of conversation today women creatives women creatives we've heard this term creatives probably for the last couple of years and so we just want to give kind of a a working definition what is a creative what makes you a creative i have a definition of creative it says having the ability or power to create productive creating characterized by originality and expressiveness and imaginative. So here we go, our conversation about creatives. I know y'all been waiting for them. Y'all been asking, when they coming back on? Well, this is my show. This is J.A.'s show, not the daughter's show. But y'all want them so bad. So this is a daddy-daughter edition of Creative Conversations with J.A. And so I'm going to bring them on. Here they go. They are on here. <laughs> hey, girls. Hey. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Okay. I'm alive. You're alive. I'm, I'm so glad. That you are alive, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for joining the show. Mm -hmm. I know you could have been doing a couple other things, but you joined Dad today. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that you joined me on today. Mm -hmm. And I just want to welcome everybody that's here <laughs> that's joining me today. My sister Kamisha is on, who did this amazing uh commercial for me 
and we're going to have the conversation. Women creatives. What are they? What makes you a creative? And I'm going to start Bridget. Some people might not have seen you the last show. Introduce yourself. Um, am I introducing my creativity too? Or we're you getting can into introduce it? your creativity. Um, Bless them. Okay. So I'm Bridget. I'm the oldest. The best one, you know. Um, <laughs> of course, I go to Lincoln University. A lot of you know that already. And um, I would say I have been into a lot of different things. I'm a person that enjoys creative things. Um, I play music instrumentally, saxophone, clarinet. Um, I make jewelry. I do my own hair, do my own makeup. I, I do a lot for real. I like to paint, draw. Like I, I like creative things. So that's me. <laughs> Oh, hi, everyone. I see the haze. <laughs> I guess Crystal could go now. Crystal, yeah. introduce yourself. Hello. My name is Crystal. I go to Roosevelt University. It is in Chicago. Um, a sociology major or social uh, social justice major. You know. Um, I think... I think people would know me as the creative one. Bridget is creative and credits to her, but like, I think I would be the known creative. <laughs> I am in the illustrious alumni theater company based here in Pittsburgh, um, where we create bold urban theatrical works for urban communities. Many of the shows we write ourselves, many of the songs we end up writing ourselves, monologues and things. Actually was the lead um, before the pandemic ended in one of our summer musicals called Trapped. It was an original musical that we had wrote ourselves. So go us. I would say my main um, <laughs> my main methods of creativity would be through, you know, music, music vocal music theater I'm not a dancer but i do dance one of the best dancers in the family if we want to oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> if we want to get, get honest with each other but i was the really... worst dancer of the family <laughs> the worst let's not test the skills okay but i also um enjoy writing and when we look at like if we look at like self creativity and self-expression i would say i focus more on my natural hair journey i like the health and like taking care of my hair and then i go to bridget to do it when it's all clean <laughs> and done and ready to go um i like my natural hair uh i enjoy writing painting drawing you know so many ways of creativity that's my natural hair yeah yeah girl you you call it that yeah. you call it that you call it that. So that's that's a lot. Uh Crystal. You give right. us a it lot. Is. It is. So so Bridget, I will ask, when did you notice that you were creative? Like what when, when was the first instance that you said? Oh, wow, I think I noticed I at a young age. A lot of girls like to play with Barbies and you know, little girly stuff like that. I was into animal toys. And I was into animal robotics. Uh, I liked the little for real pets and stuff. I used to like to take them apart and see what was on the inside. Um, 
I also was into jewelry at a really early age. I would say that my grandma enhanced that, her and Pat. They really put me into a lot of music classes, ballet and stuff when I was younger. So I've had some experiences. I remember the ballet. Yeah, I, I was also the ballet. in the ballet. Yeah, Crystal and me were in the ballet. And we we did that for upset. We did that for a solid two weeks. Yeah, two we weeks. made her mad. Two and weeks. We got, we got pulled out of that quickly. We got kicked out. We got kicked out of that quickly. <laughs> Why did you girls get kicked out of ballet? Because we told her it was stupid. And we were always, Grandma would make sure we were fed before we went to them lessons. So we were yeah. always late. And we came in with Wendy's because why would we be here and hungry when we could be yeah. here in full? Yeah, and she didn't like that. We had little spots on our little ballet stuff. So because we, we was good. eating hamburgers and stuff. Gram, yeah. Grandma was going to make sure we ate. And yeah, so she, really she didn't well. like that. Oh, <laughs> Crystal. Yes. Yeah. This is what y'all wanted, guys. You wanted them. <laughs> this is unfiltered. Gotta be honest. Not unfiltered. We got kicked out of ballet, y'all. It was so horrible. They got kicked out of ballet class. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal. Yes. Why? When did you first discover that you were creative? This is so crazy, but I was actually thinking about this last night because I was watching the freaking movie, but I was in first grade and I realized like, oh my gosh, I think I can kind of sing. I think I'm actually really good at singing. Like, Don't forget I, we used to sing together. We did, but this was before this. I'm telling you, this was first grade. We started singing together second grade, but before that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I think I can really sing. I need to tell someone. Like, I need to tell the whole wide world." And so I went up to my teacher in first grade, and I was like, "Hi, um, I think I can really sing, and I think I really can make an addition to this class. I would like to sing to the class." And she was like, "You betcha." And so I went home and practiced, and my song was This Is Me from Camp Rock. And I went up in front of the class. I had practiced that thing all night. You know, I added my runs, some flares in there. I made it. At the time, I was really, <laughs> at the time, I was really in the church. I made it kind of churchy. I added some claps almost, you know. And I went up in the front of the tea in the room and I sang in front of my entire class. And they were like, oh my gosh, Crystal, that was so good. And I was like, wasn't it? Like, weren't I kind of talented? Oh, and yeah, that is where it all started. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's where it all started. That's where it all started. It didn't start with ballet. No, because I didn't enjoy ballet. Like, we did it, and, like, my legs would hurt after class, and I didn't, en I didn't enjoy ballet, so. So, how did you just end up in ballet? Because Grandma decided we needed something to do. She didn't want us to just keep going home after school. So, she was like, you guys need to get into something, like, pick up something. And at first, I wanted to pick up Taekwondo. And she thought that was not the area for me because... Ballet or piano? 
It was, yeah, it was barely, because Taekwondo was a little too physical, and she said it was a little too tomboyish at the time. So it was ballet or piano. We were going to get in something, and we picked ballet. But you're supposed to start ballet, like, at, like, four, like, yeah. three, four. We were, like, Bridget was, like, 12, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that made me a solid nine. So we, our bodies were not developed in that way. We were not flexible. We were Our knees. Fat. Everybody else was really skinny. I know. We were also really fat <laughs> kids. I don't know if that's the correct term. We were. It's not. We were chunky. Yeah. We were chunky. We were plump. I think fat is okay if you're claiming it yourself. Yeah. We were fat. We were fat kids. Yeah. <laughs> we were. We were fat kids. You we were know? fat kids. It's okay. We like chocolate cake and good stuff and ice cream. Yeah. We like treats. Pass. Our grandma never let us go hungry. We were fed chili and rice every day. Like, yeah. we were plump. We were plump. We were pleasantly plump. Let's say we that. Were... Nice and nice and juicy. Okay. Yeah. You were pleasantly plump. Yeah. So ballet out. was not for you. It was not. No. And our what? teacher was mean. Your teacher and you was know who mean. I was. And you know she's mean. <laughs> I do mean not know that she's mean. I'm not going to name no names because she, I don't know, you know, if she's still living with us. But I'm just going to say she was ignorant. She's a mean older lady. Yeah, so, she was a mean so old Bridget, after enduring the mean teacher, yeah. what kept you interested in developing your creativity? Um, like I said, I've always been into different stuff. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm the black sheep anymore, but I definitely have always been the out there family member. Um, <laughs> so I just like different things, you know, like I'm a president of my org, my body positivity org, even though we were pleasantly plump as kids, you know, I advocate for pleasantly plump girls on campus, even though I'm not as pleasantly plump. I'm gonna I'm get back to that maybe. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm just into a lot of stuff, especially with drawing and painting lately. Um, I started getting tattoos maybe around like two, three years ago. And I really, really loved them. And I thought, dang, maybe I should give my art skills more of a chance. So I've been painting a lot more and drawing and stuff like that. And I've always liked to write too. I like a lot of stuff, I'm sorry. Mm. So I know, was it sixth grade? You were in the band. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sixth grade. I started Shout out the band. to Pittsburgh Obama. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Pittsburgh Kappa. Well, we're talking to Bridget right now. <laughs> I know, but don't give shout outs to one and not to all. <laughs> we're just going to say shout out to Obama. Um, shout out to Obama. And so what? What had you interested? What instrument did you play? Um, well, I started playing the clarinet in third grade at Pittsburgh Fulton. Um, that's where I started, the clarinet. Um, and then as I got into middle school, I still was playing the clarinet because I was pretty good. I ain't going to lie. I was good, y'all. I was like, I was doing that thing. I was clarinet one, you know, playing all the high notes. I was there. And then... Once you get to a certain part in the clarinet, you have to move on to the saxophone because although they're similar in um, the keys and everything, the saxophone, you could play more melodies and songs and stuff like that. So I got into the alto sax probably around ninth grade-ish. 
And then from then on, I played the saxophone for about four more years. And so, yeah, I've always liked music. I did like to sing, but I do other things. So my singing voice is not as well as it used to be. Um, and so I, I, I stuck with the instruments, stuck with that. Crystal. Yes. We're now here with you. You can shout out Pittsburgh Kappa. Shout out Kappa. Go unicorns. So you, you also <laughs> unicorns? Stop there saying you, unicorns. Yeah. That's our mascot. We are the That's unicorns. So Do you have a you have a sports team? The Pittsburgh Unicorns. Do y'all win? Um, we have a track and field team and they play sometimes. Okay. So, at what age did you start going to Pittsburgh Kappa? Uh, sixth grade. So, what is that? Uh, what is that, like 14? 14. 14. So, is two that? years after ballet. <laughs> two years after her ballet. After her. I was, I was nine. I was nine. Oh, ballet. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me. I remember this. I remember... You saying, "Hey, I want to go to Kappa." Yes, and people were a little apprehensive. Could they I, were. that be right? That they were. And so, what gave you the idea to say, "Hey, you know what? I want to go to Kappa." Um, I think I knew if Bridget is like a weird one. I was not weird. I was like strange. Like they like I they didn't know what to do with me, I believe. Like because I I sang a lot. I sang all the time. I got on people's nerves with my singing. Like I sang in the house. I sang everything. Everything became a beat or a song. Um I turned every simple melody into something that I could run with run do some trails do a little something with and uh my favorite class when i went to pittsburgh fulton was choir um i had a solo you could only have one solo every like semester it was so i had one every semester and my grandma would come my grandma and pap would come and they would film us every concert because everyone performs in the musical concert so they would film me and bridget solo or not um, every concert and I love to have like that little moment of like having my little solo and like my pap or my grandma always be like you love to add a run to something you love to trail with something like we're singing it's a hard not life and I'm adding runs in places that there probably aren't supposed to be any and so my thing was I kind of knew that I didn't want to go to Orderdice or like Obama or traditional school. I had always had the idea of wanting to go to Kappa, but I think it was easier for the family if I would have went to Obama because it was right there. Um, it was down the street and uh, Kappa's downtown. Everybody was like, all right, we're going to get you there. Da, da, da. But I think I knew that I always wanted to go to Kappa. So I talked to my music teacher and she figured out all the things I needed to audition, what songs there were. She practiced with me every day. I came home and I would practice with Graham or I would practice with Pat. Pat liked to tape record us in his room. So I would go upstairs and he would record us with his little mic. And um, yeah, 
I think once I set it in motion that I wanted to go to Kappa, the, ca- the family kind of, you know, joined along. The family kind of um, supported me after they knew, like, there was kind of no changing my mind. They kind of were like, okay, then we're going to do it. And so we did. Do you remember the song you auditioned with? Yes, I did. There are, like, three songs you can sing with, and I chose... I think I chose there's a little weird uh, the little wheel turning in my heart, but then they X that song like the week before I was supposed to sing it. So the one that I end up singing was Scarborough Fair. Um I remember that. <laughs> yep. I sang Scarborough Fair and I practiced endlessly Scarborough Fair. And yeah, that's what I sang. You did. So you made a statement. You always make these statements. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. What is the difference between you said, would you say Bridget was strange? And I'm weird. And you're no, weird. Well, she said I was weird. She was strange. What is the difference? No, I said, you said you were. Sh- I you? said I was outside. I said I was weird. And then you right. said, okay. but she's so weird. I'm strange. Weird was like, Bridget's weird was like, she was, the things she liked weren't weird. But for the household we were in, they were weird. Like, Bridget liked jewelry. No one else was doing jewelry. <laughs> Bridget <laughs> Bridget is now interested in, like, tattoos and piercings. We're from a Christian family. No one else likes tattoos <laughs> or piercings. So her things weren't, sh- like, they were, like, they were weird for us. They were a little, you know, outside the box. So I'm a little she- more out there. Yeah, she was a little more like out out there. My okay. thing was like I didn't like weird stuff. The way I did things was weird. You know? Like I liked music, cute, cool, whatever. But the way I participated in that music sometimes, I used to I know I remember vividly I used to sing like Royals. That used to be a really popular song and I used to add all these runs and stuff and Bridget used to look at me in the back and be like, "Girl, sing the melody like what this is not how the song goes or you know everything became a beat i was a little you know what here's the way i was annoying i was annoying and bridget was weird i was annoying i i'll I'll give that to myself i I was just annoying like i like no like i liked to sing and stuff but i like no music in the car like i'm one of those people in dad's car i do bump the music really loud but it gotta be my music okay like, I got to be in Bridget's zone. I can't be in everybody else's zone. I'm more introverted in what I like. I'm uh, music regardless. As long as it's good music, I'm there. Bump it up. You yeah, know? I love if silence. Like, if silence it's, is nope, great. If it's good, turn that thing oh. up. We're, we're singing till the end. Well... I live in the basement. That gives you a hint. And so I just love to, silence. Just to clarify, I, I wasn't. I wasn't strange. I was just annoying. Okay. I was annoying. I was an annoying kid. Yeah, I was more of a. I was weird. She was weird. Now Bridget says that she likes silence, but when we go on road trips, she is the anchor, and she is the DJ. I am. Wait, Crystal is the DJ. I Crystal, am the DJ. only because Crystal has a more diverse playlist. I'm. She let's say this, y'all. I'm not gonna. We're, we're unfiltered. I'm a little more hood. Let's say that. All right. <laughs> when I bump my music, I want to feel like one of the grown men in an Apollo. Like I like it to be boom, 
boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I like all that. Okay. So when I get in the court with these two, I play R and Bs and spirituals because I don't know what else to play because Bridget like what she like. And Crystal, Crystal's playlist has a bit of throwback. I have some musical theater. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Did you refer to yourself in third person? I did. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crystal has a bit, she has a bit of John Legend, but then she'll also switch it up and we could be listening to Cheetah Girls. And then also yeah, on the yeah. flip side, if we get, if we're like, we're calming down, I know when the mood switches, I put on a little gospel. Um, she does play twerk music as well. I'll play, I'll play some. I'll play some hood music for for everybody. I'll play some hood music for the folks. But then when I see Dad looks like mm, this is a I'll bit much. Yeah, yeah. When he looks like mm, this is a bit much, then I'll switch it. Flip. Put on. You know, Dad really likes uh, Travis. I'll put Travis on. Travis featuring Tia. That's a good song. I'll put that on. Boom. Play that. Then spirits are moving a little bit better. So high, John Legend. Boom. I'm really good. With, I, I would say that's our, that's, if we have a daddy daughter song, that's it. So high by John Legend gets everybody, everybody off the seats. We're, we're everybody singing. Yeah. We're not sure um, the connotation of that title, folks. So high. No. It mean anything to you. Um, I think it's a love song. We're so high. We're so high in the. We're so high in the clouds. Yeah, we're so high up. He didn't say he was smoking a doobie. He was, you know, he was talking about the girl. He was talking about her. This is first. This is girl. So high. That's his woman. Yeah, so high. Chris, that's it. So, (laughs) what was that band experience like? And do you do you still play that instrument? Why or why not? Um, band. Like I said, I was a weird kid, um, but I also like to party. I like to have fun. Um, I would say band camp, it taught me a lot. Um, that's where I really learned how to party. So I enjoyed that. Um, oh, what thanks, else? Obama. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for that experience. It's shaped my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but overall, my band teacher was really hard on us, and I appreciate her so much for that, actually. Um, even though I hated it then, and I was, oh my God, y'all, I had to get an EpiPen. I was having allergic reactions to the grass. We was getting the grass, getting dirty. Ugh, don't miss that. But uh, the overall experience, I ended up being really good at both instruments, and I feel like if I picked one up today, I would still know how to use it. I really want a soprano sax, but my family doesn't listen to me enough, so I don't have one. Um, but I really want one. So I, I want to continue with music. Is that a request? I've said it for about five years now. But I've never heard this request. I've never heard I this said before. I wanted a soprano Maybe. sax, and then Papa Fletcher bought me a flute, and I don't even play the flute. Well, I play the flute. Yeah, and he bought me one. So what does that say? <laughs> Do you play it? No, I don't. I'm gonna um sell it. <laughs> Look, I couldn't even tell you where that flute is. I love you, Pat. He gave me the the flute, and he he be watching this. I think sometimes, but I don't play the flute, Pat. So I'm gonna just give that to somebody who needs it. 
You want a soprano sax. I want a soprano sax. You could play the songs. Like if somebody played a song on the soprano sax, you would instantly know what it was because it hits every melody. It's like a clarinet and a sax mixed together. It's hard. I love it. But it's like 300 bucks. It's a lot of money. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I haven't bought one on my own. But I think I want a car more, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay. So why why didn't you continue in college? Um, I'm sorry, Lincoln. Our band is not anything that I would want to do as an HBCU band. When I picture HBCU band, I picture the Southern bands, like literally like Southern Alabama. Um, what's another band I like? I like Florida A&M. Uh, Jackson, they're all really big, beautiful bands. Lincoln's band tries. <laughs> A for effort. They try. Um, A for effort. They really try. They try. Yeah, that's all right. I'm going to say about that. That stuff, they try. Crystal. Yes. You, you never had an interest in instruments? the flute from third to fourth grade. I was okay at the flute, but we could, I think everyone around me could tell the flute wasn't my calling. She yeah. was terrible. No, I wasn't bad at the flute. Like, I could hit the notes and everything. It just wasn't like that. I think God didn't put me on the earth to play the flute, and I think we could tell that. Um, so then fifth grade, I originally wanted to play the drums. My goal the whole time had been to play the drums, but they didn't have any more drumsticks. The drumsticks went like, the instruments always went from the older grades down. And by the time I was in third grade, they had no more drumsticks. All the dudes played drums. So I wasn't able to get a pair of drumsticks and actually play drums until fifth grade. And by that time, I not had lost interest, but like it was a lot. I already liked. I was a little more invested in singing than I was the drums. But I did play the drums for a year. Mm, I don't think God put me on this earth to play drums either. I think you could tell that. Um, I could do it, and I could hit you know hit it. But like, I wasn't great at it. But like, I have an appreciation for instrumental. Okay. <laughs> yeah, appreciation for it. Yeah. So, Brid Bridget, you mentioned some other creative things you like. Yeah. Um, like, I think you mentioned art. I did. I gotta show y'all my pieces. Oh my god, I hate my pieces. What? What about art? Interests you? Okay. Because oh. this will explain it a little bit. Oh. Okay, y'all. Oh, we're doing on the tour. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my room. So, I'm basically, the artwork that I do, because <laughs> I'm very proud of it. I love it. I do things that pop in my mind. So, I've been on my mental health journey, and I have a therapist. And so, my therapist told me to start drawing because I was getting angry at work. I was getting angry at home. I could get angry by washing the dishes, so I needed something to occupy my time, okay? So I started drawing. And whenever I'm upset or, like, sad or something like that, I draw. So, like, this is one of my art pieces. Could you bring it in closer? Cute, girl. 
Oh, that is good. And it expands. That's the original like piece? That's an original piece. That's wow. that. Um, I also do, like, I have a lot of canvases in my room. So I do that. Hold on. That is also original? Yeah, it's also an original piece. So for those people who are not, can't see it visually, Bridget just showed us uh, an African-American woman drawing that she drew her on her own. Yeah, I can't show the other one because my dad doesn't like it, but it's my favorite piece. He knows the piece I'm talking about. You should. Yeah, we don't want to show that. It's such a beautiful piece, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah, it's not a... Christian show per se, but we just want to, yeah, no. It's Christian people on here, so I yeah. don't to do that to y'all, but it's a Thank beautiful But she has a very eclectic taste. Yes. I love she nature. She's very oh, out wait, the box. This one too. Hold on, I don't know if you see that. See? Wow. I never knew you drew these pieces like this. Yeah, I draw whenever I'm angry or sad. It helps so that's a that's a great i'm glad you brought that up uh crystal do you think that as you're eating um do you think that <laughs> yeah daddy daughter edition <laughs> do you think that your creativity helps in your mental health journeys absolutely need, need some water well, you made me choke because you brought up me eating. I was you eating solidly. over there by the microwave. Hmm? Oh, I thought you needed to get one. I'm like, you know where it's at. Okay. But, yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Like we said, I started, like, really picking up singing probably when I got into Kappa. Um, and my mental health uh, was on a steady decline after that. I think once you, like, really get into your art, your art can, like, pick you up. Or sometimes if it's not going the way you want it to, can, like, bring you a little down. And so my, I would say my mental health sometimes can be directly tied to, like, my artistry. So, uh, like, Kappa, like, when I'm doing shows and stuff, I tend to be pretty... <laughs> <laughs> it's just Clementines, I promise. It's just Clementines. <laughs> I just got some cuties. But my like mental health is directly tied, I think, sometimes to the art that I'm doing. And so like lately I've been trying to get way more into like songwriting and like mm -hmm. having solid melodies so I can like start creating songs and stuff and eventually like like become like a full songwriter producer and things like that um but i would say that like really makes me happy because it's like the one thing that you can totally control listening i would say also like me and my music friends talk about it often but like music can really heal you depending on mm. what you're listening to and so i think i listen to a lot of like yabba a lot of jasmine sullivan and like these artists are like I would say like vocalists, like really truly vocalists. Their music is like kind of structured around how they sing and how unique their voices are and like stuff that only they can do. 
And like having that type of control over your music is really beautiful. And so that is, I think, the type of control that I'm always looking for when I'm performing or doing anything. And so, yeah, I. Yeah, my roommate is asleep, so. Okay. Yeah. So, I want to pause right there. I, I think that was a great. That's a great explanation, Crystal. And to be honest, the reason why creative conversations was really birthed because I am connected to a lot of creatives. I'm connected to a lot of creatives and I'm in the church world. And I think that sometimes creatives are misunderstood. I think sometimes creatives or sometimes they're used for their gift, but they're not understood too often. And so we use them for their gift, but we don't get to understand them as a person. We don't get to understand their mental health journeys. Sometimes when we think of some of the great creatives in history, we think about the Michael Jacksons and we, we think about the Prince's and we think of more currently, we think about the Kanye West who are creatives. And sometimes they're misunderstood. I see your face, Crystal, when I mentioned Kanye West. <laughs> sometimes we're misunderstood. Watch the documentary for Kanye West. And you can't I watched it. I think, uh, he's, uh, I think he is a great uh, creative. However, right. he's... I think Dick Cannon said it best. Um, I think he's a great creative and he is a genius creatively, but that does not transfer over to intelligence. Um, You're right. But that I doesn't do. transfer over to uh, <laughs> sound opinions that you should be following. Uh, it doesn't transfer over to respect. Just because you can make great beats and great melodies does not mean that we're now supposed to respect you in this high fashion. Um, but, you know, do what you do. <laughs> yes, the brother needs some help. I concur with that statement. Much so help. Need some help. He okay? needs therapy and he needs medicine. I need to send him Kim's number. Medicine? He need Kim. He don't need Kim. He doesn't Kim need don't Kim. Need him. He needs to leave her alone. But that's a discussion for another no, day. I wasn't talking about Kim. I was talking about my therapist, Kim. I oh, your Kim's therapist, name. Kim. Yeah, he yeah. needs to. He right. needs and, Kim. And there's nothing wrong with therapy. There's not. nothing wrong with it, even though I need a new one, but there's nothing wrong. <laughs> okay. There's... I was just saying that creatives are mis- sometimes misunderstood. Yes, they are. And so sometimes we look at their art and sometimes we use their art and you use their gift, but uh, without getting to know the full person and knowing what they've been through. And so this is kind of why Creative Conversations was birthed. It was first, uh, I wanted to do a masterclass sessions and that still will happen. Look on the, be on the lookout, masterclass sessions for creatives. <laughs> Because sometimes creatives don't get the opportunity to bond with other creatives sometimes um, and to express how they really feel. And so I'm going to you know, shoot it back to you, Bridget. How do you feel like um, your creative, uh, when I want to say your creative mind and your creative mindset has helped 
on your mental health journey? Um, I think it's helped me tremendously, actually. Um, like I said, I've always been into stuff. I feel like even earlier on with just having anxiety at first, jewelry was a way for me to learn patience because doing jewelry, I had to sit at a table for hours and hours and figure out how am I going to get this piece done. I took classes so I could be there with hours and hours. I was the youngest one in class doing it. So I would say that it's helped me a lot in that aspect. And even on campus, like I said, going back to my org, um, we had a sip and paint and I brought my art skills. It wasn't literal sip, Dad. Okay, can't do that in campus. But I we didn't had say anything, had cider. It was your face. Um, we had cider <laughs> and we had potato chips and um, canvases and things of that sort. And I brought that to them. Um, so that we could all, you know, get together and bond. Like, creative things bring people together. Mm. So I'll say it's helped me tremendously with the mental health as well. I like that, what you said right there. Creative things brings people together. Can you expand upon that, Crystal? Um. I think most of my friends that I have now are because of something I've done creatively, um, excluding college because I just got there uh, and there's only two people in the jazz band. But like my like closest friends, my closest group of friends are like some of the best artists that I know. Um, many of them are in ATC. Many of them are still doing their professions. Um, shout out to my friends. Uh, literally all of them uh but like i would think the thing that probably brought us together is just our interest in art and our interest in like not even sometimes working together but like just being around that so and my friends are in all different types of art i would say like my closest friends happen to be in like dance and theater musical theater many of them are writers poets visual artists a lot of them play instruments um and just our interest in art like brings us together all the time. We're always constantly sharing music. Um, I think it's kind of weird, but like rather than talk, sometimes we'll literally just send clips of us singing or clips or TikToks that we found cool of different vocalists or dance pieces that we used to watch together. Or like our inside jokes are based around music or things like that. You know, like... Um, my friend group, I think, is closely tied together with our art. Even if you do dance and writing, like, how can we bring this together? I have a friend right now who currently makes films, and she asks for people to be in her films to sing, to write, to dance, to do anything like that in her films. Um, I would say art is the one way that you can, like, literally make friends without, without having to open your mouth or without having to, you know explain who you are sometimes you can just say what you feel like say what you're feeling for your art and people other artists other creatives will totally understand you and who you are i want to stay right there <clears throat> so you went to pittsburgh kappa yeah i paused <laughs> okay i was trying to get my steve harvey on <laughs> i can see <laughs> <laughs> see that my don lemon Okay. <laughs> so you went to Pittsburgh Kappa. I did. Which is a creative and performing arts school. Correct. How do you think that nurtured 
your creativity, number one? And how do you think that being around a lot of creatives make you feel more comfortable? Okay, so how it nurtured my creativity first. So I would say when I came into Kappa, my thing was like, I sing. That's what I do. Like, I don't do much outside of that. And I sing, I sing other people's songs, and that's what I do. I can add stuff to them, but that's what I do. And I think Kappa kind of gives you a place. Maybe it's not through your classroom. Maybe it's through your friends. Maybe it's through just one-on-one sessions where they're like, okay, let's, like, hone those skills. You know, like, you're a great singer. Let's, like, really hone them in, build them up. But then let's also, like, try to add some stuff to it. So, like, you should probably learn how to do some theory if you're going to be singing so you can know what's on pitch, what's off pitch. Um, You need to, like, work on your ear because musicians have to be able to listen to their music really well to figure out what is going on in their music. Um, And then with your friends, it's kind of you take those skills that you learn on day to day and you guys kind of can just play with them for fun um just have fun with them i know for me my mental health is like you know uh, a teeter-totter sometimes you know she can go back and forth and so music is the one way like i think bridget could even tell you music is the one way that i can calm myself down if we go into like a walmart or something i always have to be wearing earbuds because it's a little too overstimulating and i've met people who are just like that like there it's hard to go into places without it overstimulating you or working you up and so we both can listen to music and we can share songs and it just has made me more comfortable my friends have made me realize that these are not weird quirks that i have that a lot of other musicians are very particular or you know strange or have anxiety and mental health i think that's unfortunately a commonality between uh, a lot of artists or creatives is that like we share some mental health problems mm-hmm. um, but then we can use art to do that and I think I'll also learn from my friends like that you can it is okay to be uncomfortable with your art so you're not always going to know what you're supposed to be doing you're not always going to know if the sound that you're creating or the dance that you're doing or the moves you're making are good but if they're true to what you want to be doing, if it's what is actually coming out of you, then like, that's fine. Like you, it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay for it to be different and weird and strange because a lot of the time that is the birthing of new art and new creative, like new creativity. And like, that's something special. (laughs) Bridget. Yeah. Are you able to express yourself around your friends? Do you have a, a safe space to express your creativity? Um, I would say I'm more able to express it with my college friend versus my childhood friends. Um, I love my childhood friends dearly. We've been friends for a long time, but I realized coming to college that they're way more open because they come from different spaces. Um, for example, my friend Cole that I get along with really well, she's from DC that are a little more open and eclectic and like, they like the same things I like music wise. And I like animes and they like, you know, drawing and stuff too. So like, I'll say my college friends is where I've met 
more of my creative bunch. Wow. Yeah. So you're saying that your cre creativity through the years has evolved. Yes, it's evolved more, I guess, with them because I could be more of myself. Like when I was making jewelry and stuff, that's why I always said I was a little odd. Like my friends, I was doing band. They were doing other things, you know, I was doing <laughs> jewelry and they were doing other things. So like I love them dearly, but we just haven't always been on the same. I've always been more of the not mature friend, but like the mom friend. I like gardening. They'd be like, girl, why don't you come outside? You know, I go to the club sometimes, but I like to be in the garden with Pat. Okay. So I think as I went to college, like that became normal. Like more people were like, oh, you do that? Oh, I do that. Oh, well, you do this? Okay, we could do this together. Like it was more of that. My friends at home are more, I love them. <laughs> okay. So a little tidbit, since Crystal and Bridget has, I think, been on this earth, they've been around creatives. Could I say that? Yeah, in the creative culture, uh, me and their mother sang in the choir for a lot of years. <laughs> for the cause yeah. of Christ. For the cause of Christ, Trini Massey, oh. and for the hey. cause of Christ. Yeah, church so for the masses. <laughs> <laughs> Who had you know? We won. How sweet the sound. And did. And did. And we have some credits on James Moore Live in Pittsburgh. You know, not not bragging or anything. And do. I'm just yeah. saying. And so do you think being around those creative influences? Yeah, shout exactly. out, shout out uh, my sister Tia Cherie, who for just a sneak peek, she'll be with us next week. Oh, <laughs> hang on, Tia. Yeah, that played a part because I was in church till 4 a.m. Okay. We um <laughs> 4 a.m. make we was helping make up these moves for how sweet the sound. We was copying and getting them down. I'm telling you. <laughs> Bridget, you covering your mic, sis. Oh, I'm covering it. I yeah. say a shout out to Isaiah and Miss Diana because we all had a it was me, Isaiah, and Crystal. We had the dance group. Yeah, all the kids had to come, and we had a we had a group, and we yeah. was bringing it down. I mean, we never get the credit for that, but we was yeah. up in there, in the aisles. Oh, you're trying to say scared. that we you, we forced you guys to be. Um, there was really no there choice. Was no choice. <laughs> I wasn't old enough to watch myself at that point or Crystal, so we had no choice but to go. Um, who? We was I, getting in trouble for yeah, being in that gym. Okay, I think. Yeah. We were just, I, I don't know. We got in trouble a lot, but we were a great kid. <laughs> we were. Okay. Um, I would awesome. say, I would say the creativity, creativity, um, why can't I speak now? Um, my creativity is 100% fueled probably by Pittsburgh people, Pittsburgh artists, Pittsburgh creatives. I say, I still listen to, well, he only has his first, uh, James Igler's first album. I listen to that all the time. Shout out oh. to James Ziggler. Yeah, that's a great album. That's what I um, definitely, 
definitely one of the best albums and one of the best vocalists of all time. And I just want to say that, and that's on period. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. That, let's, let's tell this back. You're saying James Ziegler is one of the great, greatest it's vocalists. Different. It don't sound... James, it don't sound like nobody else. Yeah. James and Uncle Trini and Aunt Tia have locked that game down. I'm sorry to other vocalists, like shout out to y'all, but they really did, they really are eating it. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but that white song that um, James, Jesus is the only is the only God, is really going to be that song to the end of time. Like, wow, it really is. Um, but I think that is what made me, wow. and still to this day, like if I'm ever feeling a little stuck in yeah. like my creativity, I go back to that because Pittsburgh, like especially vocalists and like gospel, is so it different. A lot of yeah. yeah. And their their sound is so different from anywhere else. Wow. Uh, like Uncle Trini's arrangement of oh my gosh, what's that? Great song? is that faithfulness. Yes. Yeah. I did that not song. know. I, I like did not that know too. that that wasn't how the song sounded. And I just <laughs> want to say he's really a genius for that. For that, he's a genius alone. Their sound like is like that for the cause energy. Really, if I'm like need to be healed that is also one of the things that i have wow. to listen to because yeah. you know like you can't not get stuck but like you can listen to like what you're gonna listen to and especially like me liking vocalists like i listen to jasmine all the time i study her i would say i study yeba but i also study like james ziggler and i study uncle trini because that's just like something that you can't teach yeah. I think it influenced the way we talk too. Like I feel yeah. like amongst the choir members, like we started listening, and I feel like when I I catch myself in arguments and it, it comes up, and they're good, they're good comebacks. You guys are great. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Okay, I remember. I talk like many of the choir members. So like, there's no one who has greater comebacks than Uncle Trini. Well. Yeah, like, they were awesome. Like, look, if you want to get somebody together, you had to listen to one of his monologues. When y'all listen to him. Listen to okay. Godmom Verna. Listen to Godmom Verna. The yeah. days those people was putting people in check, and I did. I needed that. That that was helping. <laughs> that yeah. was helping me. Even listen, listen to like Brendan. They'll gather you. Boom. Uh, okay. Put you right there. Yeah. Shout out. He was another great vocalist, Brendan. See, Brendan we have some good talent here in Pittsburgh. I mean, don't don't let it fool you. I know I have had people listen to from other cities. I think we, we got something. The Curtis Lewis's. I mean, Lord. I mean, Mickey Porter. Lloyd's and uh, I mean, Mickey Porter. Else? Mickey Porter. Yes. Love on Nick. Hey, um... Love on Nick. <laughs> oh, Nick, Nick. oh, don't do that. <laughs> Shout out Jordan Welsh. I mean, we got some singers. You hear me? But that James Ziegler album, I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's nothing that you've never a heard. It's personal request. If yeah. he could put out Jesus is the only God, because there is uh, Miss Deborah Moncrief's there is her version, and I love it. Shout out to her. But if we could also have a James Ziegler version so I could go back and forth. And if Uncle Trini could also put out um, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, that version particularly, 
and how to reach the masses, men of every word. If we could put, put those songs yes. on uh, an album together so I could listen to that, that would like that could be my Christmas gift if y'all could put that together. <laughs> I'm just saying. We got my brother Michael Banks, who is also another outstanding vocalist. I mean, he got range for days. He's hitting those high notes. <laughs> Lord. He be singing. He be singing. singing. So we got some great singers. Also, Great is Thy Faithfulness. I don't Crystal I don't want me to hear this. It's on Charles <laughs> Butler and Trinity's <laughs> album. Is it that it's, version? It's that version. Is Uncle Is Tony, um leading? He's not singing, mm. but it's on that project. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no shade, no shade. But if no we shade, it's just Trinity, Trinity can sing. They can right. squall. They're out of DC. I but know. You're saying can... there is no sound like the for the cause of Christ sound. Yeah, I think I'm really used to that. I went to sleep to a lot of that music. It was really good. The um, and if I, yeah. if I really did up, yeah, that's the part. Really, <laughs> really. yeah, yeah. It's, it's implanted in the brain. For, for that's where we learned how the terminology squall. You know who was a really a squalling in that song. There's two people. It was Miss Crystal Lynn because they took it out, but they did it. Used to oh, yeah, that import. She used to hit that high note. And I was like, yeah. They used to have her sing that. And then in the video, who is it? Angela? At the end, you see his jaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see his jaw moving. <laughs> was it Angela? It might have been. I, I was in that video too, by the way. We know, you were we know you were sweating. We could see the drip from a mile away. Yeah, okay. you still you still had them dreads in too. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Thanks. You had them heavy glasses, them black thick. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Crystal. Yeah, my mom had that rap. Shout out to the Bayang. <laughs> the Bayang. Fresh Shout out to the Bayang. I think it was got I think it was Brendan who did that rap. Yeah, she had the bay yang. My mom's had the balea just okay. stuff. I don't know. Mom had the chocolate. She had the, she had the poop dress with the flowers on it. Period, mom. She was she so, was stunting on them. As we begin to kind of wrap it up. Wait, also I'll, shout out to Mr. Jerome for putting a lot of that stuff together. Jerome Kirkland. The Kirkland brothers. They're talented. Yeah. Miss talent. Yes. Shout out to me. Yeah, we have some great musicians. Justin Rains, who is in Atlanta right now. He's he plays with a lot of I'm people. I'm sorry if I woke you up on this podcast. I said huh? I'm sorry if I woke you up. <laughs> you should have went to the library. <laughs> I'm not going to no library. I don't even like it in there. Okay. <laughs> I don't we have some great, like my brother said, a lot of people don't know Pittsburgh. Music history is extensive. Even we talk about who who is your mentee or your mentor, Crystal. Oh, Miss Cox, Miss Eddie Cox. She's a jazz legend. Jazz legend. So Pittsburgh, 
had some great creative influence. Oh, we can't forget the shout out to Pat Fletch and the jazz band. Pat I love Fletch you and the Flo jazz Fletch. band. And the, and what is so the flow band? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And shout out to Barbara Anderson. Um, because she used to be a squalling, uh, squalling too. She was the one when Bridget had that solo, she was singing, um, The Eye is on a Sparrow. She sat her down and said, This is how you're gonna sing. So, shout out to Graham, shout out to my mom, yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to Aunt Liz, y'all, yeah, shout out to Aunt Liz. I love you. We I'm coming to, home to see you. Look at, look at this, Jet I'm Billy X. <laughs> Roger Humphrey, still what just. Legendary, legendary. Yeah, our granddad knows people. Roger Humphreys, actually. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. really? Pat Flex yeah. knows him. So we just so we just had some great influences when you think about creativity. As we wrap up, I want y'all both um to have a, a, a parting shot. What will you tell parents? Of creatives, what 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 advice would you give parents of creatives? I'm going to start with you first, Bridget. What would you say? Because we talked we we talked about weird and strange, and sometimes those words could be negative. But I want you to 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 tell the parents. You know, what would you tell parents of creatives? There's three main things that I would say. Uh, patience support and understanding um mm. even if you don't fully understand i will say that my mom is really good at being open um so uh you're good too dad for the most part but mom like any and everything i feel like mom she be down like even if she don't know what i'm talking about she might not know okay she <laughs> She don't understand at all. She usually don't know. She you don't. Know. She usually don't have no clue what we be talking about. But she just go along with it, and I just love her for that. Pap too. Pap, that pap. He don't never know what I'm doing. I think I give Pap the most trouble. He always asks me, "Am I going to jail or something?" So, and he just be there though. You know, he's so understanding. So. Shout out to all you band dads. I was a band dad. Yeah, and it's hard. Shout out to dad, because dad came to everything, and I traveled everywhere, everywhere. I've been to D.C., and Brentwood, all that good stuff. It, okay. it was a lot, but he did that. Okay. So that's what, what I was, was saying. The three things? Three things. It was patience, support, and understanding. Yeah, understanding. Patience, especially because, like I said, me and Crystal were very kind of like temperamental, um, I'll say. And we're real that. passionate when we want to do something. So yeah, we're a little we're a little outspoken. Just yeah, a tad bit. Just a tad bit. Just, Just a, a little. Yeah. Crystal, what would you tell parents of creatives? What would what would your advice be? I would say, um, <laughs> get them in therapy early. Mm. Um, and also like just talk to them. I think my biggest thing was like anytime that I ever felt like that I was being cornered, my thing was like, you could just talk to me and I'll explain all this stuff to you. Sometimes 
yelling did not get through to me. I did not know what was going on. All yelling made me do was cry. Uh, and also just, you know, it's okay to not know what your kid is going through. And I think especially today, like there's social media that I think half of the adults don't know how to use properly. Um, there's TikTok. I'm sure most adults don't even know what's on TikTok. There's jokes that you don't get. And that's okay. There like and like there's things that we're going through that you guys have never experienced before. It's okay to not know what your child is going through. But like at least have someone there that they can talk to. I think therapy will help them realize how to have a healthy balance between artistry, between school, between time for themselves and taking that time for themselves, but also speaking up for themselves, telling them being able to come back to you and say, like, here's what I talked about. Here's what I need from you going forward. I know when I started going to therapy, I was probably in, like, eighth grade. And even if my therapist wasn't the perfect lady, she gave me the tools to be able to come back to my mom and come back to my dad and be like, this is what I've learned works for me. Mm -hmm. I need this time. I need this space. I need this, like, I need these materials so I can write. I need da 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 um, and I think that's helped my relationship with my mom and dad tremendously, um, especially creativity, like uh, in my artistry, um, being able to be like, I know it's annoying that I sing all around the house, but like, give me this hour and then I will give you your hour of like rest and peace and things like that. So just, you know, if you, even if you can't feel like you can't talk to your kids, like getting, I think kids in therapy early, um, I think in the black community can come with a, like a bad connotation. I think it's actually makes you a little stronger to be able to express your emotions the way you want to be able to say what you have to say. Wow. Creative conversations. Yeah. I want to thank my daughters for coming on and being themselves. Now, Crystal, we did have someone who said, can they get a song? They want a song, Crystal. <laughs> What song? Um, I would like some Jasmine Sullivan, if I'm being honest. Oh, God. Uh, you want her to pull out a whammy right now? Right now? At the at the kitchen table? Well, I would say sit, whatever song you want to sing. But What's I, on your heart, baby? Go sing the somebody song. Somebody said jazz. They want some Jasmine. Okay, I'll do Jasmine. Only because Jasmine posted me when I said Yes, she posted Crystal posted me on her story, guys. I'm really about to start a fundraiser so I could go see her in concert. So if anyone wants to donate to my future GoFundMe, let me know, please. <laughs> my one goal in life is to see her. Um, what did I say? Oh, I sang. I don't know if this, I forgot. Love with another man. Yes, yeah, I'm in love with man. another man. Okay. It was. If I could, could forget him, I would, please believe me, and I know that I should throw the towel in, but baby, it's not, not that easy, hey, you treat me so much better than him. And if I would say there'd be no 
competition, but I'm in love with someone else. Ah, shout out to Jazzy. Shout out to Jasmine. See, my friend there says she's working on some tickets. She's working for you, Crystal. Per, per, oh, thank you. you. Okay, ain't that right? What'd you say? I said, ain't we going together? Well, I'll finesse for you. I'll finesse for you. Yeah. I'll finesse for you. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'll finesse. The fact that you just fell into that Jasmine Sullivan song like that with no warm-up or water. Wow. Awesome. Little buttery vocal cords. You go, girl. Gotta be ready. Gotta you gotta you yeah, gotta you stay gotta, ready. Right. You ain't got to Little get sip, sip ready. Of water, you know. <laughs> you gotta stay ready, so you ain't got to get ready. What if Diddy walked in the door right now and was like, "Sing, go." I gotta be prepared all the time. Yeah. What if Tyler Perry walked in right now? I would say, "Please get out by." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Liz. Or the Anderson girl. <laughs> you ask for them. <laughs> Everywhere I go, when are they coming back on the show? When are they coming back on the show? Oh my God, I'll be busy, y'all. Uh, being the and president the, of an famous words. Yeah. It's no joke. Somebody said, I'm don't do Tyler like that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in the famous word of a temptation, ain't nobody worried about you, Otis. They ain't worried about me. Y'all ain't worried about me. Y'all worried about the girls. So we're going to try to do this. Ain't nobody Once come to see month. you, Otis. I'm the one that's on the record. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We're going to no try to do this once a month. Daddy Daughter Edition. Since y'all love it so much. Next week, I'm excited about Women's History Month, y'all. We got some, we got some heavy hitters coming on. I know some, I know some people. We know some people now. Don't 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 get it twisted now. We know some creatives. And so next week, a special time, two o'clock, creative conversations. I got my sisters coming on with me. The singing, they singing. My sister Tia Sharia is coming on. Gospel artist. Sings with Kirk Franklin. She's on the latest project of Tamala Man. She's doing it. And then I got my other sister from Alabama. By, you know, she's in Nashville now. Danita Gibbs. She's a gospel artist in her own right. On the radio. She done wrote. She done hit, hit Billboard. See, 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 we ain't just coming with just nobody. We got these women creators coming. So next week, I don't know what's going to happen. Tia Sheree, Danita Gibbs, special time, 2 p.m. We coming at you. I'm Sorry, so Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Tyler. We love you. We got to get out of here. Thank you.
<laughs> What's wrong with you, girl? I'm sorry, Dallas. Go watch this new movie. Before we go, y'all got anything y'all need to promote? Anything you need to promote? Bridget does hair. She she's gonna be home in a couple weeks if y'all need some hair done. We seen that she does art and she does graphic design, right? I do. I'm into graphic design. If you need me to sing at your event, please let me know. Um, I like heat. Please hit up my manager, my father. Um, we here. If you need me to sing at the events, um, you know. If also, if you have any internships, black women internships, I'm here. You know. Just let you know. <laughs> well, I want to thank y'all. Y'all been supporting me. Y'all been rocking. I don't know if I'm. Is that is that uncool to say rocking with your boy? I don't know. Do they still that say is, that? That is uncool. That's cool or uncool. That's, that's uncool. That's uncool. It is. Yeah. Kirk Franklin says it all the time. Well, I wouldn't put Kirk Franklin as the epitome. Okay, of we don't want to offend everyone. And I know, I know, but that's Auntie's boss. So I know. we don't want to. He's like old, but like shout out to him. Shout out to Kirk. Shout out to Kirk. Shout out to him. <laughs> we got a comment. This is common to y'all day. Just imagine a road trip with us. Lord. Well, I want to thank the girls again. They 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 always come and support their dad and what he's doing. Thank you for enjoying the creative conversation as I guess it's meal time as Crystal has an orange now. Could Crystal start doing time. the cutie because I'm just said I was hungry and I feel like I gotta go now because my... I have like 40s. Y'all can hold on for one more. Okay. I'm starving. <laughs> my stomach is going. <laughs> Thank you. We about to sign out. Thank you for having a creative conversation with us. Peace, y'all. Bye, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>